it's like it's like uh, when you know you observe a particle, you know, physicists you know, studying particles, and it's uh, you know, it behaves differently when you observe it. The Heisenberg uncertainty principle: anything you observe can and will inevitably change. Exactly. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to act natural when somebody says act natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's like uh, what is it when uh, they shoot particles at a target? And then they observe and then shoot the same particles at a target. They're like fanning out, you know, under one circumstance and then shooting one specific spot right. at another. And, and it's like, well, how the fuck does that happen? How does that happen? Like they're behaving differently. I think it's the same thing. Like when you know you're being watched, like you kind of live your whole life being watched but not really paying attention to it. But then like if you smoke pot and go to the grocery store, you feel like everybody's paying attention to it. So, well, you've gone to the grocery store a thousand times. Now this time you're like, don't forget to smile. <laughs> well, with the you mask, it doesn't fucking, even. Yeah, it has you a just have like, look on your face. You just have like eyes doing the smile. <laughs> That's something that really kind of worries me about going to the grocery store. Now it's like now all they can see is my fucking red ass eyes. <laughs> that boy's using marijuana. Huh. Huh. It's the R double E D strain. <laughs> Signature. That's gonna be the first strain I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put it on Leafly. <laughs> it's a great strain. It'll make you jump and take your shit. Enhances ego. <laughs> Enhances ego. Wouldn't that be like the worst superpower ever? <laughs> in a nuclear explosion, all I can do is make my ego go up and down. Yeah, that's fucking great. His ego can get super powerful. <laughs> but, yeah, Look how great I am. It's like the Care Bears or something. Like you got to believe in him for it to work. He just shows up to a country that doesn't speak English. Like I'll stop this because I'm the gray. I don't feel so good anymore. Could yeah. you imagine a culture based off like a central leadership, an elected leader, right? Like a you know tribal leader, and like the whole basis of it is that everyone believes in that leader so much to make his ego that big like that's the whole system you know what I mean they're like oh we have to we have, we have to, to boost his ego yeah we have to boost his <laughs> ego and it's, it's the whole thing is revolving around that oh, and he just weird. expands it and it's like he's the chosen and there will be another <laughs> and he will do the same like how fucking weird is that it kind of almost is the way it is just North Korea <laughs> <laughs> this isn't crazy this is just North Korea have you ever read like some I'm of the already stuff liking this one by the way I'm already liking this <laughs> This is the, off to a great fucking start. Sorry, what? No, that's great. Have you ever seen like what they teach people in schools about like Kim Jong Il and stuff like that? Uh-uh. No. Oh, it's bananas. I was I was just looking into this a couple days ago, and um, I think one of the deals was like they say that Kim Jong Un was born on the sacred mountain, and like the moment he was born, it changed from winter to spring. A rainbow formed, and like all the unicorns bowed. Like it was, it's, it's crazy. Unicorns? Like, yeah, unicorns. All of them? Yeah, they believe in unicorns. All the unicorns, they bowed. All the unicorns. Not even not even just like a couple of unicorns. And they exist on planet Earth, and they all bowed simultaneously? Uh-huh. Because or do they only exist in North Korea? I don't know. See, they're not really specific. <laughs> when you're making up this much bullshit, like they always tell you if you're in an undercover situation, to like be specific so you don't forget. Like you don't want to be like, hey, my name's Jake White. And be like, my name's... Donovan Stringfellow, because it's going to stand out in your mind, right? Oh. So they don't get really detailed. Maybe it's true. You know, maybe they're not lying. 
<laughs> it wow. changed from winter to spring. Wow. Talk about like how he invented basketball and shit like that. It's he invented crazy. Kim Jong Il. Invented basketball. They teach him weird stuff. Or was it Noon? It was Eel. Oh, I haven't read any of the stuff on the new fat one. Oh, okay. He's got quite the haircut, though. I kind of like it. So, that's, <laughs> here's more fun shit about North Korea. There are only like five acceptable haircuts for men, and like I think 11 or 12 for women. But you can't have the same haircut as the ruler. So, would I be destroyed? hair the way it is. Oh, you'd be beaten to death. <laughs> like, massive. Like, just with rubber chickens and bars of soap, they would just beat you to death, so it would take a long time. Yeah, like, just completely unkempt. <laughs> that was weird. Like, when we were in Japan, you can't have facial hair. Like, it's weird. Like, if you have facial hair, it's because you're a pervert. It's weird. Like, have you ever Can seen... Can you imagine this kind of mustache? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> Could you imagine I'm walking down the street in Japan... Oh, jeez. I don't know what city. <laughs> but a major, you know. To me, that looked like a telephone pole moving through a cotton field. <laughs> like was, you walking through Japan, you'd be like Shaquille O'Neal. I'm just thinking the facial hair. The, just the confusion. The mass confusion. You know, the, the darker complexion. But, like, the facial features that they're uncertain about. Like, just they're just completely yeah. confused. What this, are you? This long horseshoe mustache. You know, they're just like, what in the fuck is going like, on? Well, that's an American mustache for sure. Yeah, like, he's... <laughs> but he brown. It's a rot of hair. Wearing cowboy boots with a sheepskin fucking... <laughs> oh, no, this one. Does. Oh, yeah, in, in, in my jacket. You know, it's... The <laughs> shit is using people. Yeah, they're just like, where in the fuck did this guy come from? He can't be trusted. He's not like us. We'll do the standard thing that most people do culturally when we see somebody we don't understand. <laughs> right? Stone him. Who's him? Who's <laughs> him and stone him. Make a mockery of him. Embarrass him in front of his family. Insult him privately. <laughs> Insult him privately. That's true. In our own language that he can't understand. <laughs> I'm not racist because I only say that stuff at home. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of a rude awakening when you because at the time, like, I had just the mustache, like the wish I had a mustache, mustache before I could grow one. So that was gross to them, and then like I always sweat. that was gross to them. Yeah, it was really gross to them. And then like drinking sodas, they they only do that like special occasions. So like to walk around drinking a Coca Cola, they're like. Realize like you're gonna die and your whole country's obese, right? Yeah. Right on. <laughs> yeah. We're number one. That's that, that's what I need to add into the you know walking around Japan, just hang loose. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just do the Chill, with bro. my hand. <laughs> right on, bro. Shaka. <laughs> Shaka. <laughs> Use words like that's nar, bro. I feel like you should just walk around Japan giving high fives to people that can't reach it. What's up, bro? How you'll get there? <laughs> or that's an even better one. Yar, bro. Yar, bro. <laughs> Yar. What's up, dude? <laughs> These words that came into existence from fucking God knows where. It had to have happened on the water. It had to have happened on the water. Yeah, I agree with that. It's the buoyancy. It's, it makes things buoyant. It's, it's a great salt lake. It affects people's minds. The buoyancy. The buoyancy. See, that's not a fucking rumor either. 
stupid. Like, everything sounds stupid if you say it enough. Yeah, it's like, you know, Brazilian quadrillion. <laughs> How many is a Brazilian? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's just too many. It's like, they, they just stay away. If you look at the articles for the asteroid, the Psyche, you know, it's like uh, 10,000 uh, quadrillion. They don't say 10 qu- qu- uh, quintrillion. Because that's just not even a right. fucking... We're not even going to go there. That is ridiculous. You know? So they just go... You know, they... They break it down for people so they can yeah, easily they, digest it. And what's funny is, like... You can't really wrap your head around that number. You know what I mean? Like, the, those are real numbers, but they're... They might as well be fucking Swiss cheese made out of rainbow farts. Like, it's not... It's not anything you can actually wrap your head around. Because you have no concept of how many that is of anything. talking about astronomical units and stuff like that. My favorite is cosmological decades. Because the cosmological decade starts and then the next one is ten times longer than the one previous to it. Like, uh-huh. I think we're on the third cosmological decade. So, like, the next one is, like, billions of years out. Like, just trying to wrap your head around that concept. It's like... Uh, that's huh. not really... Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps getting bigger. Yeah, exactly. I got stuck on astronomical bigger. numbers. Did you ever watch The Cube? It was like a horror, horror movie. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that flick. I call that guy, you know, that fucking does the square root of everything in yeah, his head. Yeah, yeah, the math You know, guy. huge numbers. You can do, like, giant fucking square roots. <laughs> and he's like, gumdrop, you know? I call them astronomical numbers. <laughs> he was in both. Yeah. He was well, in the second one, too. Yeah, and they wrapped that one up, like, why he's there. I, like, I really enjoyed how they did that, actually. Astronomical numbers. <laughs> I want to go to the to the blue room. <laughs> the blue room. He's just like playing with the wall. Yeah. That guy was awesome. For some reason, I just love that. Like, you know, I would almost trade my life to like have just, sort of just have that grasp on numbers. Well, to just be in another completely not see this and like be wrapped into this other world so tightly that people call it like a mental illness right. but it you know it makes sense in one form or another now he's got this huge grasp of numbers but he doesn't see what you and I and everyone else agrees is reality he sees something right. totally different like a true idiot savant well I, I think it's beautiful yeah. you know what I mean and I, I think it's not uh, I don't I don't consider it like an illness or a problem I just think it's just a like almost a mutation in humans and it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing like wow look what we're becoming something. This is cool. Like, he's a fucking fine example of that. Like, Elon Musk. You know, he's a fine example of what humans can become. You know, he's definitely not normal. That's true. But it's a really strange thing when you start talking about, like, eliminating the system and stuff like that. Because people like that don't eliminate, don't don't exist without the system we have in place. Like, if you turned Elon Musk loose in the woods and said, like, survive, he's going to die. I wonder what he'd do. Quickly. I'd like to see this show. When he was Dude, let's turn crying. Elon Musk into the yeah. woods and just film it. When he was done crying, he would starve to death. Guaranteed. Like, I, I just not a doubt in my mind. Dude, I'd be glued. I'd be glued to it like the Truman Show. I'd be I like watching watch like it. every Absolutely. moment. Yeah. Like, what is he gonna do next? Like, Dude, don't even edit it down into a format. Like, just I, let me watch this. Happen. I think it would be by far the most interesting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Just watching his process, like, you know, 
<laughs> would it just be amazing? What type of environment would he be put into? A jungle? Mountains? I don't think it really matters. Desert? I really don't give him more than 48 hours. <laughs> I really don't. Like, yeah, I would just watch him slowly die. But what if he surprised you? You know, what if he just went, well, I remember reading about the cacti in this area. And <laughs> he just fucking, like, chisels something out and, like, makes this thing that he can carry with him that he can feed on for X amount of time. He's, like, still he's like sending emails and shit. <laughs> what, what the, the fuck, fuck is going on here? That yeah. would be awesome. Yeah, he finds, like, a, a source of some sort of geode and, like, busts a crystal out of it. And then, like, somehow absorbs the <laughs> the electricity out of a cactus and makes, like, a fucking makeshift battery. And then sends a radio signal somewhere. Like, what is going on here? He's got, like, this little fucking... He's just <laughs> the advanced little hut with fucking... <laughs> liquid crystal it. display made out of... God knows what silica my hut out of the sand. Itself, my hut puts itself up when I camp for the night. Yeah. <laughs> He's got these grains of sand that just assemble themselves in whatever shape he wants. Nano, nanobots. He uses his mind, you know. <laughs> he just carries out his plans anyways. With uh, what is that? Uh, Neuralink. <laughs> just keeps doing it anyways. Yeah, he just, just sends the signal. In the Sahara. And his environment just assembles itself as needed. Everything's just like moving. Dude, that's the shit I say all the time about like Bill Gates, because he's so rich. Like, why does he still wear the glasses? He can afford contacts, he can afford lacing, he can afford to have the whole world made out of fucking focus so that he can see it in focus. Maybe his soul like needs never, a windshield. Yeah, maybe his soul needs a windshield. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before, and I'm using that because I'm somebody asked about my glasses. You know how when people are driving, they're exceptionally, like, rude, you know, especially when you're in a big city. They're like, yeah, fuck you. But, like, in person, they're not going to be nearly as rude, Very but they'll true. fucking honk and flip you off and do all this bold shit. When they're in but the car. they're in that windshield. You know what I mean? So maybe that's, like, what Bill Gates has. He has, like, the, glasses the, for the windshield, you know? The windshield for his soul. I like that. Uh, uh. Dude, I saw a thing a while back. Because I'm, you know, I get pretty irate when I drive, you know. And nine times out of ten, like, no, nobody's going to stop and try and get in a fist fight with you or whatever. But there was a, there was a deal, and it was on, like, the world's dumbest or ridiculousness. One of the stupid white people TV shows I watch. And dude honks like they're getting on the freeway on the on-ramp guy honks at the car in front of him and it just stops like on the ramp and it's nighttime it's dark outside and this like japanese guy with like the white shirt black tie like get a suit with like the driving gloves just gets out calm as calm can be puts his hands in his pockets and stares at this guy the guy says, okay, sorry. <laughs> like, you know that guy has murdered for the Yakuza. <laughs> it's so fucking nuts. That's awesome. He doesn't He doesn't get out and, like, start shouting anything. He just puts his hands in his pocket and stares at this guy, like, really calm. And it's the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. I pictured this guy that I knew, uh, Noritaka. But, you know, he went by Kevin. He was, like, a <laughs> really big Asian guy. Like, he was just, like, a large chest, barrel chest, big shoulders, you know, he was just a, like, an aggressive-looking Asian dude. <laughs> aggressive. You know what I mean? He had this cold kind of look, you know, he would use it all the time, like, I'm serious. And, you know, <laughs> like, he looked like he knew karate? Yeah, and he talked like he was a badass all the time, you know, he, he was fucking around, you know, and he had a story for everything. 
Anyway. <laughs> could back it up. Yeah, yeah, I pictured him hopping out. <laughs> that was the guy? Yeah, yeah this guy was it. Uh, he just looked really menacing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but Asians can do that. Yeah. And for some reason, you do, they might pull out a noosey. Like a small... It has to be a small right. weapon that, like, shoots, fires just really fast. Yeah. You know, and it just kind of goes with, like, the cultural, like, the whole thing. You know, it's just like this technologically advanced mini weapon right. that holds mini rounds. Because they're always ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah. When I was in Japan, Like, you haven't seen one of these yet, have you? <laughs> you're still fucking around with AR-15s. While you're grabbing your AR, I'll pull this out of my fucking <laughs> yeah. lint pocket. Fucking, <laughs> lint <yeah>. pocket. <laughs> my lint pocket. <laughs> Everybody has a, you know, where you keep your lint. It's those little tiny pockets that aren't used for shit. <laughs> that are like pocket. in random clothing. You're like, what the fuck is this? It's to hide it's something, obviously. It's so I can hide my Asian zip gun fucking Uzi. <laughs> that was these pants that, uh, you know, there was these uh, beach shops. And it was SMP. It was the brand. Smoke more pot. <laughs> and, and anyway, they had all these little pockets inside the pants. and it was, I think they sold jackets. They sold all kinds of clothes, really. But I just remember the pants for some reason. But they had little... Uh, pockets yeah, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. They had little compartments and like zips and What was things. the thing was in the 90s with like extra super duper cargo pants? Because I remember like owning several pairs of pants that were like made out of pockets. <laughs> like they were just all pockets. Dude, the 90s were so weird, man. Yeah, the 90s were weird. Dude, I had... I had baggy uh, corduroy, thick corduroys. That was like a thing for a while. Oh, the yeah. thickest corduroys you could get. And they were like... And they were this wide at the bottom. You they, know, they, they were, were like just egos. huge. They were just huge, Weighed dude. 48 pounds. It was just these <laughs> huge corduroys. And it was like the dopest thing to have. They were expensive. Yeah, fuck yeah, they were. Dude, I remember just wearing ridiculous pants. You know, jinkos were a thing for a long time. Like where I'd walk and it looked like Cinderella. You didn't see my feet. Oh, you can't see your knees bent. Yeah. It's just like these. You're, you're just, it just looks like you're floating through life. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, everything was red and black for a while, and you had, like, the bondage pants. Do you see the guy that walks around Alamo? In and a he's trench coat? Yeah, and he's and got he's, patches all over him. Yeah. And they're, like, Jenkos. And they're, like, not real patches. They're just, like, X's with, like, duct yeah. tape and it's shit. just, like, shit that he's put on his jeans. Yeah, I'm not sure what it means or why. Seems like he writes letters to Manson repeatedly, hoping for a response. Yeah, he's definitely, like, like I... Or had a, written letters to me. Just a real unpainted juggalo. That's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he is one. Nothing against the juggalos, but he looked like he fit in there, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen him, because he used to be in Rodoso sometimes. Like, he's moved to Alamo. And he'd be, like, walking around mid midtown with, like, Norwegian black metal. Like, blasting in Bluetooth speakers like, that were sitting in his coat. It's always so weird, dude. There's like a certain type of person that likes to blast music while they're walking. Yeah. It's and, a certain and does, yeah. It's the same people that use speakerphone in the store. <laughs> like, is it the same? I think it's. I think it's very close. Oh, okay. I, th I think sanity is a big order there because I think he definitely looks like he's got some mental issues. And because uh, he'll be like walking through Walmart with like hardcore death metal playing in his Bluetooth speakers, like loud as fuck. And kind of looking around like I wish somebody would say something about this. And then you have the lady that's just like, what do you mean we're out of bread? <laughs> so it's closely related, but I think, you know, it's just one end of the spectrum. And fuck bread. And, and fuck bread, right? All those, 
useless carbs and sugar. It's fucking peasant food. Just, just delicious, delicious carbs and sugar. It's peasant food. <laughs> peasant food. It is. Think about it. Think about it. Fucking grains, dude. Grains you can just grow. How many, like, fields of fucking grains that you can feed massive amounts of people. That's your fucking army. They fight your fucking wars. They fucking die for you. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, the fucking leader is eating the finest fucking meats and the finest fucking cheeses. You know what I'm saying? Like, the stuff that's more limited. Well, I'm saying. They're going to fucking have that. And then the people, like, feed them the grains. They're making fucking grains, you know? That shit keeps. You can store it. You can fucking make all kinds of pasta and bread and shit. You can make cakes, too, out there. It's fucking peasant food. It's peasant food. (laughs) But it's so good. So it's collard greens. The fats, the fats are the finest. It's the hardest thing to get. The hardest thing to obtain is the fats. The carbs are the easiest. So they just give people sugar and grain, sugar and grain. That's what every fucking center aisle of every store is filled with. See, and I believe that, you know, fats and meats are easy to come by. It's just a matter of how much you actually enjoy your neighbor's company. I guess it depends what kind of fats. Yeah. Like avocados are fucking expensive. And that's like some of the best fat you can get. I love avocados too. Oh, uh, me too. Haas avocado. Is the, you see me every day. Every day? Like clockwork. <laughs> Everybody always pops in checking out my food. Like, it oh, always smells so good. What's it got? And I'm like, <laughs> I got stuff that's mine. <laughs> yeah, it's mine and you can't fucking have it. Sometimes Sullivan <laughs> can have a slice if I drop a piece of avocado. <laughs> that's it. Sullivan can have a slice. And he'll remember that slice. Oh, yeah, there's been two. There's been two incidents. And he'll remember it for the rest of time because that's how dogs grow. Yeah. He'll be like, and then there was that time. Oh, yeah. He'll be laying there, you know, in the sun, like dogs do. <laughs> you know, when they kind of turn on their back yeah. and then their bellies just kind of they just stretch out. Baby. And he's just going to be thinking, daydreaming. He's like, oh, and then the avocado fell. <laughs> he'll remember the taste touching his, his mouth, mouth starts watering yeah and he's just laying there upside down with his mouth watering and like that's what he's thinking about dude that's something I, I got to thinking about uh, this while back and I was super burnt when I fucking thought about this but like I'll ask my wife what she wants for dinner oh I don't know it's like what about tacos she's like yeah it's like to me let's just get a pizza or you know whatever but my dog eats the same meal every day and acts like it's the best fucking meal he's ever had. You know what I mean? He's just like, yes! This is the best part of my whole day! Your dog's a regular Raymond K. Hess. Yeah, he's a, he, you know, his breakfast is going to taste better than any breakfast on earth. Like, I don't understand it. I'm like, oh, leftovers. Uh, not my thing. My dog's like, this is the same shit we had yesterday because it tastes better. It's amazing. I gotta try this. I eat pretty much the same thing every day. And when you see it, I eat the same fucking thing every day. I can't. I can't do it. I freak out. Yeah, I, don't I like that kind of structure. <laughs> I don't. I don't really care one way or the other. I mean, I'll eat different stuff, but I mean, if I have stuff that gives me the nutrients I need, I, I see food. I see eating as a waste of time. First of all, I see eating as like a just something I have to do in order to give my body energy. Oh, and, yeah. and so, because of that, I break it down into like components of energy and that's why I eat the way I do and it's just I'm just trying to absorb the right components so I can maximize my output the problem that's the problem with my job right now is like I'm maximizing my output 
but this motherfucker here, it's yeah. like he doesn't know what, you know, he's not planning properly and just all over the place and trying, his focus is on the wrong area, in my opinion. But of course, to his parents, I'm sure it's in the right way. You know, they're like, oh yeah, you know, you're gonna deal with the clients and this and that, and that's where you need to hobnob and all that. But he's missing the inner workings of what's going on. Yeah. And that's what I told him. And I said, you know, a lot of things are falling through the cracks and there's not a lot of oversight. And what happens is it all falls on the field. So guess what? I'm gonna remove the field and you're gonna feel it. Yep. It's like a toxic relationship when you know you're enabling somebody and you know you need to leave. And when you leave, they finally feel it and they go, oh, wow. And they become a better person than they ever could have become. You know, it's the same fucking thing. And, uh, and so I'm just like, you know what? I don't even have a plan. I don't have another job. I don't really care. But I'm going to do this because I know it's right. And I want to follow my fucking path that's set out before me. And I'm, I, I don't know. I've got this weird idea that there's this path that is paved before I know it. Or maybe I'm paving it. Or I don't know what. But it's something out of my realm consciously. Like my mind doesn't totally perceive, and that's okay. And it's all based off feeling. And I'm gonna go with it. Just go with you. Guys. And if, if it feels scary, that's even better. And as that intensity grows, that means I'm closer. You know. And so I just try and like carve my way into this like unknown future based off of feeling. And I feel like all the right things happen, good and bad. Sometimes bad things need to happen to develop me. Know, and I need that aspect of my character that hasn't been developed or maybe has been polluted by like just having too much, you know, and maybe I just need to lose for a while. Like, and that's okay. And so many people quantify like their life based off this like financial success or this success based on cloud. And I think that it's it's extremely faulty to do that and toxic. And and we need to allow I think the only success is happiness, man. We need to allow things to occur, good and bad. And, and tolerate it and just live with it and like be sad and be happy and be angry and it's all part of like the cultivation of the soul right you know I mean if there is a soul it's all part of the good I mean maybe I need a windshield for my soul and that's what the problem is I have a goddamn windshield for my soul I love it when Finkles things circle back around Finkles I love it when Finkles running gag Finkles my name's Barney McFinkles how you doing nice to meet ya Barney Finkles Barney Finkles. <laughs> the thoughtless wonder. Yes. I've read many leather-bound books. <laughs> you know, it's so weird when you hear people like talking about the soul and stuff, because I don't believe in that. I don't think there's any soul or sentience or anything like that. But it's so weird to like have this concept in my head, like, I don't believe in the soul. But I also have no way of saying like definitively one way or the other. Kind of like, I don't believe in car engines because I can't see them. You know what I mean? Soul is weird, too. Like, what is... How would you even define that? Like, someone who believes it or doesn't believe it. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter, like, because you're still way, calling like, you it something. You can't explain. Yeah, you can't explain. It's, it's a word. It's slapped onto something we can't explain. Exactly. It could be anything. Make it tangible, yeah. So, either way, if you say you believe it or you don't believe in it, it, like... You still have this weird definition of it in your, in your head. You yeah, know? so how do you know if you believe in it or you don't believe it? Because right. you can't even describe it. So, what if a soul is just, like, the stuff of life? You know, like, oh, well, uh, there's this air, and uh, we're proceeding through it, through this trajectory, rolling on these rubber tires filled with air. And, in fact, most things, most of everything of is, yeah, filled with this <laughs> empty space... Well, maybe that, like, you know, the physics of movement and aerodynamics and, uh, 
I, there's like lots of different conceptual design to reality. You know, right. the density of matter, you know, the pressure, all these things. Maybe the culmination of all those things that is imperceivable, unperceivable to humans um, is like the essence of the soul. Right. You know and what I mean? It's something that we just don't even, we're not even equipped to like experience or observe. Like we can't see it. We can't. And that's weird. Like, you know, maybe there's some sort of form of life out there that can see that or can like experience it. You know? Yeah. They're like, oh, look. You know, like other parts of the electromagnetic spectrum or the light spectrum. And maybe, yeah, they're, they're looking at us right now and they're participating and maybe they're stimulating my brain and giving me ideas right now. And I don't even know it. And maybe it's, our brains are so limited and that's the problem with humans. Is humans think they're so fucking great and they got everything figured out and there's, you know, uh, there's a the academic structure and books to learn this stuff and we can know everything. Well, yeah, within our spectrum, like what if something else exists outside of that spectrum of our senses and there's this whole other reality. There's multiple, multiple realities out there of all these other things that you could perceive, but we can't, we can't perceive it. Something else could though. Right. And we can't even perceive that thing because we can't perceive those things that it perceives. So, so but that doesn't mean we should, you know, not have a quest for knowledge because there's stuff that we can't oh, receive. Absolutely not. But it's the uh, arrogance that goes along with that, thinking that as humans, look what we've accomplished. You know, and it's like, yeah, maybe we don't even, we're just, we haven't even scratched the surface. Like, we don't, we don't see nearly like a fraction of a percent of what's right. actually happening. Like, how fucking arrogant do you have to be to think that you're like, you know, we are the top. Ah, you know, it's just, it's so. It's so egoic. It's so... That's human nature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't exist without the ego. Right? I mean, that's that's the whole... Uh, like, tool used to perceive this visceral existence is the ego. And without it, we're not really participating. And to not actively participate in that is to, you know maybe be like a Buddhist monk that just meditates that's perceiving uh, what they perceive to be the spirit world they're perceiving something different or just peace yeah pursuing peace which is yeah, relative to and uh, you know to some people and uh, you know maybe that's maybe that's like uh, yeah I, I get so weird with people trying to slap like purposes on everything what the fuck is going again? on again it's the election it's gotta be. Yeah, it's just it's been a weird just, fucking vibe all week. Cars just keep fucking pulling out every... And, and Goddamn anarchy. Behaving uh, erratically. People are behaving erratically. Oh, uh, and you know, it's just so crazy how like the... You know, I can't help but look at it. I'm so addicted. You know, I look at the fucking polls and I'm like, Oh, look at 49 right. and 49. I think they, I'm pretty sure, like, just based off of looking at it and the way they talk about it when you watch a show and they're like showing it like it's the weather and it's trickling in from and the votes are precipitating mostly from you know it's like what is going on and they're, they're all wound up and they're selling it to you and it's i feel like i'm watching the voice or america's got talent you know like your vote matters your opinion matters right and they're just I trying to sell everyone that, uh, earlier this week said that i hadn't been uh, hadn't been this ashamed of voting since like season four of american idol <laughs> yeah Like, we're gonna run this bitch. <laughs> and it's like, 
it's really sad to me to think how how well that would go over. You know what I mean? People would be all about it then. It's sad to me to think how many people are buying in right now, and they're like, oh, you know, we got to stop this. And people are getting text messages, and they're, you know, I'm seeing them posted on Facebook, like, this is Donald J. Trump, and it's time for America like to, to, to call to arms and exercise your Second Amendment. The time to fight is now. And it's like, what? It's like a call yeah, for a civil that's war? That's my favorite part. It's like, it's a call for civil war because we need to pre- protect our Second Amendment. But the, the sixth and the first are garbage. <laughs> but like, no one's what? threatening it. Yeah. No one's saying like, oh, you know, we're gonna take away all your guns. Like, that's just a, like something that they're reading into, you know, or like that has been an issue in yeah. the past. No Democrat has said we're gonna take away all your guns. They want to make it harder for sociopaths and mentally ill people to get guns. Yeah, it's it's just on the right, it's really weird. There's a lot of this like these inferences made, and it's like, well, we know that's what they're after, and it's like. It's like based on I don't know I don't know what's going on. Donald Trump, there's millions of cases of voter fraud. Okay, where'd you get your evidence? We'll look at it. Like his argument for most things is simply uh uh. No. It's so great. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot of that, and I think that I understand where they're coming from. You know, like because there is a lot of corruption, there is a lot of lying. Yeah, but they're corrupt too, and they're trying to act like it's not. But sticking to that narrative is keeping everything that corrupt. Please don't arrest me. No, he's good. Continuing on. That was two. Because yeah. that one flipped on his lights when he came around the corner. Yeah, he buzzed me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm so mad that I got popped that time. I was just like, no, dude. Really? <laughs> really? That's what I, how I reacted. Right I didn't do the, yes, sir, no, officer, whatever. I didn't do that. I just was like, really, dude? Are you really going to do I'm on my way to work. Are you serious right now? Like, you're totally not supposed to say that. And the guy's like, it's nothing personal against you. Right. And I'm like, like dude, it kind of is. Because I'm on my way to work, and this is very insulting. Like, I wasn't, like, driving erratically or, you know, crazy, anything crazy. I was, like, slightly above the speed limit. So give me a warning and let me go. This is, this is ridiculous. You know, like, I'm like, you know, I drive an hour to work every day. How many people that drive an hour to work every day aren't going to exceed the speed limit at some point? Like, everyone is. And he goes, well, I drive from Las Cruces. I'm like, you're, you know what I mean then. And then he just he didn't say anything. He just looked down. I was like, see? <laughs> see, you fucking know, dude. I've never seen anybody get so upset over a speeding ticket. Dude, I felt like I really got through to him. But he just, he already committed to it. Right, you know, like so he's it was, fucked at this point. He's got to fill out his paperwork. And I was like, hmm, Bobby Lopez. All right. <laughs> I'll remember you, Raymond K. Hessel. I said his name. And I was like, huh. <laughs> I love it. All right, Bobby Lopez. <laughs> oh, man. I'll never forget his name now. I was like, dude, what a dick. Fucking, what possessed you to become a stater and fucking just write people tickets on their way to work? Disgusting. understand trying to pop people on the way back from the bars, stuff like that, but I guess that doesn't exist anymore. So now they just catch people on the way to work. <laughs> right, you know? the bar's closed. So. Yeah, we're going to force you into a system where you work 60 hours a week in this fucking country for some numb nuts that just came from a rich family that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And oh, by the way, on your way to work, we're going to pop you constantly, giving you tickets and threatening to take your fucking license away. Like, what the fuck kind of world? That's hell. 
That is hell. You just got one ticket, man. That's hell. <laughs> I, I always tell say when we turn on this fucking podcast, I wasn't gonna fucking get all animated about the world. <laughs> right. and that's exactly what I did. Exactly where it goes. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> it feels good. Feels good. You gotta get it out. Yeah. Gotta unleash the rage, man. There's no, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, one person is capable of doing whatever they want. If you let everybody do whatever they want, you have a world that goes right back to the same system of sociopaths running in. Wait, how? I think it's the basis of anarchy, so I'm with it. Yeah, but that's what people did originally, and this is where we ended up. Like, you used to be free to do whatever the hell you wanted. How do we know what they did originally, up? though? Right, right, but he who, like, dominates history records it the way they want to record it. So how do we know? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, the I way mean, you whoever... have, you got to take some things on faith, man. Yeah, you can't but just say, I, don't. I believe this way, and since everybody's a liar but me, I don't believe anything you I'm, I'm not say. saying I don't believe it. I'm just saying that, how do I fucking know? And you know what I mean? Because... Yeah, I mean, you can jump into that for everything, though, and just wind yourself And up. I do. How do I know that this is even happening? That's a little more direct, but like history, history, especially the further you go back into the past, it's like we're taking so much on faith, so much more and more on faith the further you go back because there's less evidence to support it, especially when you look back like, you know, in the uh, history of the earth and the earth was at this stage in development, there was an ice age and this kind of stuff. It, it starts to become more on faith, more, you know, it's, it's ridiculous because you're based off of someone's science that stood on someone else's shoulders that someone else's science stood on someone else's shoulders and it's like who's this paid for you know, like what, what what is the agenda here is there an agenda See, no or agenda. is it totally like, honest because if it's totally honest that's legit I think but it's, some it's of it is people that wrap so much stuff into there's got to be an agenda because i don't understand it there's got to be an agenda there's got to be some kind of secret force at play here and it's like i don't think there has to be do that but i think that it's possible well, I mean, it, it's possible that I see colors differently than you. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's probable because I'm colorblind. Yeah, well, that's true, too. <laughs> that's a good reason. So I'm sure you do. But, I mean, you can just wallow yourself into a hole and say none of this makes any sense. It's all garbage. I, we shouldn't do any of it. See, I, I don't go that far. I don't say none of it makes any sense. It's all garbage. I say I'm not sure what parts of this make any sense. Yeah, but and I know it. pieces of it are garbage, but I don't know which. Right. And I'm totally comfortable with not knowing See, that's something a lot of people fucking struggle with is being comfortable not knowing. Like, why Why is? Why are those words so hated in society right now to I, say, I don't know? I feel like I need to be honest with myself, and in order to be honest with myself, I have to be comfortable not knowing that the past that's been, like, taught to me in school and that I've read and I've heard and that I've made sense to me and hasn't made sense to me, that all of it could be subject to change and could be... I could be totally flip-flopped and like yeah, everything I exactly. think is true could be false and everything that's false could be true or any variation of such. Yeah, or any like combo of the of the two. Yeah, so I See, don't... that's why I love having these conversations with you because you're more than willing to be like, I don't know. Like that's how I spend most of my life. Like I got no idea. This is, this is how I'm going to roll with it. I think that if I'm wrong about everything, that's fucking great because the world's probably a lot better than I thought it was. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I kind of feel that way too. Like, if I'm wrong about everything, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. Um, the problem is, like, so many times the odds are stacked against that scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, yeah, that's just 
maturity and development, and that's just the way it goes. See, and I'm not good at any of that. Like, I just started working on myself to be able to say what you just said at 35. You know what I mean? I just, like, this is the first time in my life I'm like, well, fuck, maybe none of it is true. Maybe I've been lied to. Maybe I'm okay with that. Maybe I don't know shit. Like, those are, those are just three constant thoughts in my head because I really, really thought I had shit figured out for a long time. And it turns out... <laughs> yes. And it's weird because, like, to me, you're a very motivated, passionate person. I'm, like, super apathetic. You know what I mean? I'm like, well. And I'm motivated like, and passionate so about crazy. stuff that I'm not sure about. <laughs> like, I don't know any yeah, of it for like, sure. Yeah, you, you care, like, genuinely about it. And I'm just like, I mean, fucking maybe. Like, do we still get grilled cheeses? <laughs> like, I'm so apathetic. It's weird. Everything hinges on a maybe for me. I think that's the only way to, like, really... I don't know, for me personally, that's the only way I've found to be able to tolerate all the information, the variety of information without being just a total fucking hypocrite. Just, I have to be the ultimate hypocrite and think one thought and one opposing thought simultaneously and just have like a variance in statistical likelihood. Right. <laughs> you know, like, well, maybe this, maybe that. I kind of lean this way, but I kind of lean that way too. So I don't know. You know, but here's some other facts that are, you know, supposedly right. facts that back this and up. It's so I'm crazy know. because I have so much information stored, you know, these facts and historical stuff. But in my head, it's like, it's not that it doesn't matter all that much. You know what I mean? My biggest problem right now is learning to let go of things I can't control or change. Like learning to just fucking calm down about it. Like that's, that's my biggest deal is to like have a thought and let it go through me rather than grab me. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I'm going through with work right now. Is there right. stuff I can't control or change? But I kind of could. And I don't know. But it's not my company. It's not really my thing. Here's the thing. Like, what I'm doing mentally and, like like I say, trying to let go of things I can't control or change is because I'm getting worked up about these things that don't matter. And it's affecting my life negatively. Now, you've got things at work that are happening to you that you can't control or change. But it's not you making them affect your life negatively. It is. You're genuinely getting fucked. Well, it is because I chose to be here and I was happy before I came. That's true. But I mean, in this situation, you know, there's nothing you can... Like, it's not you making those things affect your life negatively. They actually are just affecting your life negatively. Well... You're genuinely getting screwed. You know, happiness is a weird word, you know, to describe something. I wasn't necessarily... I mean, I would like to say that I was more at peace prior to coming to this job and this job has like somewhat been toxic to my peace and now I'm toxic and I think I'm actually toxic to the job now as a result and and, and when I say that I don't mean that like I'm just like fucking horribly toxic but I, I see like I'm, a, I'm, a little quick pro quo type I'm, I'm pretty honest with myself like I'm pretty fucking honest with myself I don't lie to my I, I hate denial I fucking can't stand denial it is like if there's anything I hate in the world, it's fucking denial. And so I'm just like, try, you know, I try to be as brutally honest with myself. And even if it makes me stick to my stomach and like, yeah, I've become toxic. That's just, that seems yeah. like really hard to do. You know what I mean? Like everybody I feel has like some level of denial yeah. or at least oh, absolutely. like mild, like delusion of grandeur. Yeah. You know, we tend to think we're better off or worse off than we are. Yeah, absolutely. We all do. It's like a, it's like, an, I, a I, lifelong I, fucking uphill battle trying to not yeah, fall into I, I those jobs. I've never even like tried to wrap my head around the concept you're talking about, but it sounds hard. You yeah. know what I mean? Like being like extremely honest with yourself is really hard to do, I think. It is, yeah. I work on it every fucking day of my life. 
And I think, you know, with my issues with, with depression and, and you know, suicidal thoughts and stuff like that, is I'm, I'm I lie to myself completely in the opposite direction that most people do. You know, people tend to lie to themselves all the time about, I'm awesome, and I'm like, you're a piece of shit, Jake, why would you, you know what I mean? It's like the complete opposite, but it's still denial, because like, I feel as though I'm not really a piece of shit, you know? I thought the truck was supposed to stay here. What in the hell is going on? Oh, Larry's gone. No, I think he took it to get tires. 